Hey, everybody. Welcome to the You Were Born for This podcast with Father John Ricardo. That's me. I'm Father John, your host. I'm the executive director of Acts 29, where we talk about anything and everything related to transforming the church. And I'm here, as usual, with my good brother and sister, my co-host, Nick and Mary. Guys, uh, welcome to Thursday of Election Week. And the saga continues, right, guys? (laughs) never-ending story part two yeah. <laughs> yeah it's been an interesting run we've had a lot of ups and downs at least i have personally so um here we are right i'm not even going to ask you guys how you are because we've been talking about that for the last two and a half days and in fact that's going to be part of the, uh, the topic of the podcast right because i think how we've been feeling is how uh, lots of people have been feeling in this time of limbo right mm. or so it seems so uh nick what's our topic Today's title of this uh, episode is, Are We Perishing? Ooh, sounds doomful. It is, it's going to sound that way, but the, the, the great thing is it's about Scripture today, so this should be good, good food for all of us, right? But Father John, will you um, open us with a prayer? Yeah, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, your uh, servant Paul reminds us that all Scripture is inspired and profitable for teaching and reproof and correction and training in righteousness so that we might be equipped for every good work. And so we just ask in a special way right now that you would uh, anoint our conversation, that it would be edifying for us and for all those who are listening in with us as we reflect on your word and what it is that you wish to say to us in these times that we find ourselves living in, and that you'd fill us with hope and that you would equip us for the mission that you've entrusted to us as disciples of your son, Jesus. And we ask all this in his most powerful name. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So maybe I can, I can uh, tee us up here, guys. So we just had a, a great brother of ours, a classmate of mine from seminary and a, a friend of yours too, Father Eric Burns from the Diocese of La Crosse, Wisconsin and uh, the pastor of St. Patrick's in Sparta, Wisconsin. We had a chance to go up there and be with him and his parish uh, back in February when everything was a little bit calmer, right? Yeah, it seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it, given COVID and the year that 2020 has been. (laughs) (laughs) Has it been a year already? Gosh, it's just hard to believe, right? It's been a blip, hasn't it? So he was in town, came to visit, and uh, we had some just great days of grace. And uh, we we actually did a podcast with him yesterday. We recorded it. We're not sure what we're going to do with it yet. Um, we were just kind of debriefing where everybody was uh, this week of all weeks, right? Uh, uh, this election week uh, used to be election day, but now it's election week, and who knows how much longer it's going to go. Anyway, we're just debriefing our conversation, our reflection in that podcast uh, earlier this morning here at the office, and we thought, like, I think the Lord's got something else maybe for us just to chat about right now. Hopefully, we can use some of that conversation and some uh, podcasts to come, but. Suffice to say, you know, you guys yesterday were really heavy as we were recording. It actually turned out to be like more like a monologue. I think that's one of the reasons why we scrapped the podcast. And then today, you you guys walk in really light, and I'm really heavy. And so uh, we just, you know, the the beauty of being family is you just have honest conversations about that and where you are. And I think what we're experiencing is what a lot of people are experiencing right now in the country and in the church. We want to speak to the church more than the country, right? So you got the election limbo, you've got uh, the COVID numbers continuing to increase, you know, here in the state of Michigan, when we go out to uh, a meal now, we have to sign our name and phone number and uh, email address so that they can do the tracing. There's the, all the, uh, you know, the anxiety that's out there over this. And then, of course, you've got just daily struggles, which are, you know, small and 
giant that people continue to just go through in life, you know, burying loved ones, um, painful diagnoses of one kind or another. Everybody seems to be just kind of heavy, right? And so when we do podcasts, we're always trying to, we don't want to just, oh, let's fill some time or let's make a comment upon what's happening in the country. We're always asking, Lord, what do you want to say? Like, what's your word to us? That's right. And then what's your word through us? And so as we were, you know, preparing for this podcast, I felt like the Lord really brought us to a particular word that we want to reflect on from the Gospel of Matthew. But it, it, it kind of got started for me at Mass this morning as we were celebrating Mass, and I was just struck again by those words that we know so well where uh, Jesus says to us right after the Our Father, you know, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. My peace I give you, Jesus says. You know, and it, in my mind, it kind of immediately went to John, uh, John's gospel where Jesus says, not as the world gives do I give peace. That just seemed to be the start of a timely word where it's worth asking, like, well, how does the world give peace? Well, the world gives peace by eliminating conflict. Well, that's never going to happen here. There's always going to be conflict here if for no other reason than there's conflict in my own heart, right? In my own mind, my own will. So the Lord tells us his peace, the peace that St. Paul says passes all understanding, is not the way the world gives it. It actually comes in the middle of conflict. It comes in the middle of storms. And then that led us to this passage that we just want to reflect on in um, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 8. Mary, could, could you just proclaim that so that we can hear the Word of God? And then maybe we can just talk about what's the Lord saying to mm. us and let the Lord speak a word of healing to our brothers and sisters who are listening. Sure, absolutely. So it's Matthew 8, uh, verse 23. And it begins, And when he came into the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But he was asleep. And they went and woke him, saying, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, O you of little faith? Then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What sort of man is this, that even the winds and sea obey him? Hmm. Thanks, awesome. Thanks, Mary. So my first thought, Nick, is uh, last time we were, or not the last time, but one of the times we were out doing... Uh, uh, a, a diocesan convocation, some of the feedback we got was, how come that woman's pretending to be a priest? And so here she is again, right? She's reading the gospel and <laughs> only a man, oh no, that's not true. Oh, it's not true that only a man can read the gospel. Uh, anybody can read the gospel, just not in mass, right? So thanks, Mary. Sorry to, sorry to laugh at that, but I just, we, we needed somebody with a prayerful voice uh, and, uh, and a contemplative heart like yours to just kind of walk us into that passage. So thanks. Yeah. That unfortunate comment has become a, a common a practical joke. joke around here, and yeah. Mary takes it well, and we all, we all laugh I about it. Because I love to wear black. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody looks better in black. <laughs> it's not because Mary's always mourning. Okay, yeah, so Father John, we, we had a robust conversation, and well, more than anything, a robust reflection um, on this right before we jumped on to record this podcast. What... What's the Lord saying to you in this, um, you know, as we start this conversation here? Yeah, so maybe I can just give you my own thoughts. I, I go back to this passage pretty regularly, right? And um, 
And I love, so many, some of you might be familiar um, with a, a fantastic commentary in the Gospel of Matthew called uh, Fire of Mercy, Heart of the Word. I think that's what it's called. It's a three-volume uh, exegesis, right? Yes, by a, a, a man with a phenomenal name, Erasmo Leva Maricacus, who now I believe is Brother Simeon. But sometimes if you read the Magnificat, you'll see his reflections. And uh, it's just an astoundingly rich commentary. And I was sharing a little bit of it with you guys before mm. uh, we jumped on podcast too. But so here's what I do. When I pray scripture, I try to visualize it. That's how I, that's how I pray. So I, I try to imagine being in this boat. So I've been on the Sea of Galilee several times. Um, it's a big lake. It's like seven and a half miles long, several miles across, um, renowned for uh, significant storms. I'm not a fisherman or whatnot, but I spent a fair amount of time on boats when I was younger and uh, whatnot. But I, I I love storms, and we just had huge windstorms here in the Midwest, like uh, 50 mile an hour winds. I think on uh, Sunday and Monday mm -hmm. morning, and so I'm, I'm trying to picture. Okay, so what's it like? Here's the apostles. They're in a boat. They live on a lake. They're fishermen, so they live in a lake. So these guys, they're not like me, who's like, oh my gosh, there's some waves. Um, they're used to storms. They think this is significant enough that they're going to die, <laughs> which says something, right? So it's not me in a dinghy on the lake. These are guys who live on the water, yeah. and they think they're going to die. Yeah. And so they're in this huge storm. So the, the, the text says um, the, the boat is being shaken. The Greek word is seismos, from which we get the word seismograph, something that measures earthquakes, so this isn't, this isn't a little dainty, delicate windstorm. This is a massive storm, right? Something they've probably never seen before. Probably, right? And, and, it's, and Matthew says that the, the, the water is covering the boat. So they're, they're almost like in a dome of water. This is a massive storm. So I picture me in a boat like that, thinking of this windstorm we just had. And I'm, I'm, I'm imagining I'm Peter. I'm at the front of the boat. And in, in the scripture, it says, uh, you know, Lord, um, save, Lord, we are perishing. That's how it gets translated into English. In Greek, it's three words. Lord, save, lost. And so I'm picturing Peter screaming at Jesus because Jesus is asleep in the midst of all this. <laughs> and he yells at him from the front of the boat going, Lord, save, lost, right? And then... He wakes up, and in the middle of the storm, he rebukes not the wind. He rebukes the apostles and says, why are you so cowardly? And, of course, we, we go to Mass, and it's like, and the apostles said to him, Lord, save us, for we are perishing. Which, of course, is not how they spoke to him. They, were, they had to have been screaming, because yeah. if you say, Lord, save us, we are perishing, in the middle of a windstorm, no he one's going to hear you. So I picture the Lord answers back and he rebukes them. You know, why are you so cowardly? And Peter can't hear him. So he yells at John. He goes, what did he say? And John yells back at him. He says, he wants to know why you're afraid. <laughs> and Peter says, you got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> and, then, and then the Lord calms the storm. And it's as if the Lord right now, for so many of us, this is why this is such a timely passage, right? Whether it's election uncertainty, whether it's um, COVID numbers, whether it's storms in the church, storms in your family, storms in your marriage, storms in your own personal life of whatever kind, the Lord in the middle of the storm looks at me while the storm is raging and says, what's the problem? 
Don't you know who I am? Hmm. Don't you know what I've come to do? Do you believe that I can provide for you even in the middle of the storm? Or are you only able to trust me when things are calm? That's what hits me right now. How about you? Yeah, I'm so now again, um, it's almost like I'm without words just hearing you preach it again because I'm just absorbing that. You know, I need to hear that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to need to pray with this some more. I, I can just feel that. Um, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot to be sure, like in all of our lives, we can relate. Sometimes we're going through small storms, huge storms. Sometimes there's what feels like huge storms out of our control. Maybe right now people are feeling that way with COVID and the election, all the stuff you just talked about. Um, people losing their jobs, people losing loved ones. Um, but for myself, I, I mean, it makes me just think immediately of like, uh, Nick, regardless of the outcomes of things you actually don't, can't really control, um, do you trust me? You know, I, what's, what's my response going to be? And to be clear, I mean, I'm experiencing a lot of things emotionally, you know, and, but, um, what's my response going to be? Is it going to be to, to, um, step out in faith? Is it going to be to, to press into Jesus and, 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 and be, be a, and honestly, I mean, to be a source of strength for those around me, or am I going to come unglued and flail around the boat, you know, metaphorically here and just, Act like the sky's falling, you know. I think there's a, a human piece to all yeah. of this, too. Like, initially in the storm, it's going to be what it has been. I mean, you're going to experience that. You're going to feel the pain on a human level. Um, and then, you, as you said, you, I mean, there's a decision to make. And we were talking uh, before we jumped uh, into the studio. The scripture is replete with God's word that tells us what we're in for mm. if we're going to be his disciples, so if you were to look at the weather map of a Christian, it's going to be stormy. <laughs> You're going to have patches of sun, um, but you can prepare yourself for a storm. And, and uh, I, I said this to friends often, and sometimes like, like over the last maybe 24 hours, it's really it's been more than 24 hours for me and my family. It's been, it's been uh, longer than that, a set of months when the storms come. Um, I like to tell folks, but God is in the boat. <laughs> And I've got to tell myself that oftentimes, that God is in the boat, and it becomes a decision point, uh, because the Christian life isn't a dream. It is glorious. It's always going to be glorious. But it is stormy, and it is rocky, and it's been a long year. Mm-hmm. And um, we're all a little battle fatigued, and we like to see some resolution, um, but God's in it, and the joy will come. And there is even joy in this, because if the truth be told, like God uses, he strengthens us. He sharpens us in the storm, so we can be useful for the kingdom. And um, that oftentimes, when you come out of a storm, you can look back at that storm and go, that was a fiery furnace, and we were tried and we were tested, but it oftentimes can be the platform for the next season that God's going to invite us into to do the work in our vocations and our parishes and our dioceses or our vocations or whatever. And, and Mary, even as you're talking, I'm, you know, I can't help but think of uh, the crisis that you went through personally and that Steve, your husband, went through with you and all those who love you, your daughter, mm-hmm. uh, when you were very sick mm-hmm. uh, and entered into a situation just like this uh, in your own circumstance um, some years ago now. And, you know, you wouldn't wish that upon anybody. 
And yet the, the fruit of encountering the Lord and his power and his faithfulness through that is such that um, the person that emerged from that storm uh, is totally different than the person who entered into the storm. And the person who went into the storm was one heck of a person. But you came out of that with kind of a, uh, a knowledge of God and his provision that uh, unfortunately he can only give us in the midst of storms mm -hmm. like that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so wherever we might be right now in our own lives or as a country or as a church or as a diocese or whatnot, mm -hmm. like we just need to press into this and, and see the Lord uh, quite frankly just um, either rebuking or challenging us, looking at us in the middle of whatever's happening right now, simply saying, what's the problem? Like, why are you so cowardly? Where is your faith? Don't you know who I am? And did you expect foolishly for this life to be easy? Because I made no such promise. Uh, I promised you that actually all men will hate you <laughs> because of me. I promised you that they will drag you in front of synagogues and governors and kings to give testimony uh, on my behalf. I told you that when they persecute you in one town, you flee to the next, and that will never come to an end before the Son of Man comes. So I think sometimes, you know, we, we talked about this last week, you and I, mm -hmm. uh, Mayor, on the podcast, like, I, I'm just so tired. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I just want it to be over, the struggle and the fight and, like, the hardship and the disappointment or whatever, but, but I have no, no reason to expect that here. In fact, I have every reason to just listen to the Lord, to trust him, and to be reminded of, he told me it will be hard here, but he will be faithful. I also think it's important to you right on, Father. Thank you for that. Um, we, we can rely on his promises. We can remain steadfast in prayer, but we need to rally one another on because when we get weary, we need our brother and sister who's strong. Mm -hmm. So yesterday, Father, we were all kind of in a funk. <laughs> Our theme song was Funky Town. Yeah. We were we were in a bad way, and you were lifting us up. So we were strong when we were weak when you were strong. And today you walked in, and you're a little shaky. And so we're trying to lift you up. I just think it's a rallying cry for us as mm -hmm. brothers and sisters in the Lord that when we get battle fatigued and when we get weary, to come alongside one another and pour into one another with love and encouragement, and and even just. You said this last night. I mean, j just laugh. You know, j just, if, if anything, I, th I think laughter is a great remedy for the soul. And Paul reminds us always uh, to rejoice. I, I think the greatest, one of the greatest tools that we have in our arsenal is to sing praise to God, even amidst mm -hmm. the storm. There's a great line in uh, one of my favorite songs. It says, even when it hurts like hell, I will praise you. Hmm. Right? And just the storm that you referenced, Father John, when I was sick about eight years ago for about 15 months, I had a core group of people that were my rallying people around me that fight on. You're almost at the finish line. That's We need to rally one another on. We don't know what the finishing line is. We do know we're in a race. We do know we're in a battle. We do know God is in the boat, and he is faithful, and he's calling us to stand firm and to be steadfast and to lay claim to the promises 
that he's told us. He's true. He's faithful. He has done what he has done. The tomb is empty, mm. and he sits on his throne, and he is faithful, and he is sovereign. Mm. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 you know, even as you're talking, I'm thinking of, you know, uh, we were sharing last week, and again, it comes to mind again. I mean, so many of us right now are just like literally absorbed in the news, right? Like, hey, what's up with Arizona? What happened in North Carolina? Is there a recount in Michigan? Oh my gosh, did you see? Did you see? Did you read? Did you hear? And how much are you reading and seeing and listening to the Word of God? And so the imperative for us as Christians, not to, not to be um, unconcerned with what's happening in the world, we're supposed to serve the world by rendering testimony to what God has done and who he is. I can't do that if I don't know him. I can't know him if I don't know his word. And so you're talking, Mary, and I'm thinking immediately of, you know, Romans 8, and Paul says, you know, all things work for good for those who God loves. All things, all things, everything, even now, everything works for good. Or, um, as you're uh, encouraging us to, to run the race, Archbishop Vigneron here in the Archdiocese of Detroit, his motto is keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. You know, that passage from uh, Hebrews chapter 12, after you get this long litany of heroes from the Old Testament who endured trial after trial after trial. And uh, the author goes on to say, um, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us persevere in running the race, keeping our eyes fixed mm-hmm. on Jesus. And even that passage we began with, you know, in prayer from Second Timothy uh, chapter 3, where Paul says to Timothy, all scripture is inspired and it's useful for teaching and correction and reproof and training in righteousness. And one of the ways to understand what Paul's saying there is that the word of God is... is um, a tool for taking things that are bent or deformed and making them straight. And and so many, I mean, all of us, myself very much included, like I have a bent understanding of the situations of the world and what's happening in the church and God couldn't possibly be in this, whatever this is, whether it's my own life or the, the church or the country, whatever. But the word of God has a way of taking what's twisted in me and straightening it out. And so we have to, especially right now, just bury ourselves in Scripture and let the Lord heal our minds through his word so that we can render the service to the people around us, whether it's our children or our spouse or co-workers that God's asking us to do. Because uh, no matter what happens um, politically, like we have a mission as disciples and the mission doesn't change with circumstances. Right? The mission is the mission which the Lord has given us, which is to go and to rescue people, um, we who ourselves have been rescued. Yeah, I love that. The mission doesn't change, you know, so we, we, can, we can hold on to that and get to work. Um, you know, Father John, I, and Mary, you know, I, I think yesterday I was the one who ruined the, the first attempt at this podcast. Yeah, it was your fault. But, uh, <laughs> but it's coming out of your but the, the, only, the only thing maybe, maybe fruitful I said was, and I'll say it now, I think, is, is, is Disciples get in the word. I mean, we, you know, I, I, I lo- long loved the analogy. Um, just like the body needs food, so does the soul. And um, you know, if we can get to daily mass, great. But honestly, to to just get your get your nose in your Bible, you know, I mean, you need to chew on the word of God, and even more so when the storms come. Um, peace and joy 
comes from him, our relationship with him, and it should not be, though for myself, I'll speak to myself, it often is affected by the circumstances around me. So peace and joy is not based on external realities. It's based on the internal reality of um, our blessed Lord and my, our, how close we are, you know? What, what's our intimacy like with him? And so get in the word to build that intimacy, to build that relationship so that when things happen, and they have, they are, and they will, and they will that we can have that peace and joy because it's from that font that the mission can come forth from us. That's right. And he that is in you is in us is greater than he who is in the world. Right. There's no greater truth than that. You know, listen to you, Nick, just real practically for people. So, you know, oftentimes we, we I think people mistakenly think I'm supposed to block out all the distractions mm-hmm. and the issues that are going on in my life. And when I pray, I'm just supposed to like empty my mind. Well, that's not Christian prayer. No. <laughs> Christian prayer is to bring the circumstances into prayer and to let the Lord invade them. And so, you know, uh, we would really encourage everybody right now, take this passage, Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 to 27. Sometimes the Word of God is is hard to picture. This one, right now, not hard to picture. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if you can close your eyes and see things, great. Close your eyes and picture yourself being in a boat, and you're going down. And as you're going down, you scream at the Lord and you just ask him, don't you care? And he looks back at you in the middle of this massive storm, whatever it might be in your life right now. And he says, why are you afraid? Don't you trust me? Hmm. Don't you know who I am? And bring, let, let the boat, quote unquote, be the circumstances of your life right now, as opposed to uh, running from them, let the Lord understand that maybe the Lord is trying to use those as a way to just kind of heighten where you are and to remind you, you desperately need me. We, we don't live that way, yeah. as, as certainly as Americans, most of us, right? But I am desperately in need of God and utterly dependent upon him. And he is firm, solid, my fortress, my rock, my stronghold, my deliverer. And I need not fear, but he's going to let me experience that and know that by the circumstances of my life. So bury yourself in this passage this week. Just maybe every day, just reflect on Matthew 8, 23, 27, get in the boat, talk to the Lord. And if you're a visual person, look that. Uh, try, try to find a, an image of that painting. We have that painting in our home, and sometimes it's very helpful just to stand before a beautiful piece of art and let it speak to you. I think that's Rembrandt's, isn't it, that you guys have in your home? Yeah, Rembrandt's painting of the, uh, of the storm at sea is one of those really uh, powerful visuals for, for just taking this. You know, so maybe look at that, get it online, take a peek at it, and then just read the text and then just get into the scene and have a conversation with Jesus and listen to him. Don't just do all the yelling. <laughs> listen to him talking back to you. And, uh, and if, if we can do that and we can hear his voice, well, then we're going to grow in faith. And then we're going to be able to fulfill the mission, which is ours right now in the middle of an anxiety-plagued country on every level that only a Christian can fulfill. Because... Only God can calm all the fears, and only God can solve all the problems that we have. 
And we want to give testimony to that. We want to be able to give an explanation for the hope that is ours, even in the midst of a boat that's being drowned by the waves. Yeah. The Lord, the Lord is the only one who can bring goodness out of the chaos, goodness out of the, the negative things we're experiencing. And so this, this, this is your homework, yeah, that's is right. to listen to him speak to you through Matthew chapter 8. So as, maybe just a, another way to augment the prayer, um, maybe some of you are aware of the song, It Is Well by Bethel Music, maybe some of you are not. If you're not, get onto whatever your uh, music provider is and just listen to this. It's just a, a, a really powerful reflection uh, on this scene and on the battles that we face in life. And um, I'm thinking of there's a line at the end of the song, you know, where the, uh, the, the woman just sings, you know, the waves and the wind, they still know his name, which is to say they still respond to him because he's their master. That's why the apostles say, like, who is this that even the winds and the waves hear his voice? Mm. That, that's, that's our God. That's our, our God. God commands the wind and he commands the waves and he's the God who holds you and your family and our country and the church in his hands right now no matter what it is that's raging all around you and because that's the truth do not be afraid that's the God that's with you and you were born for this Mm -hmm.